Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I am Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good. And good, I good. Want, yeah, I wanted to just jump in here because I said it before. But I want to say it again because it really is important to make this distinction. Senior tax strategist, that's on your title. Yes. Wealth advisor, that's on your title. Yes. Over at Capital Advisory Group. Um, and, you know, that's a long nameplate. It is. On your desk, you know? <laughs> the buck stops here and yeah. then this giant nameplate yeah. with all your titles on it. But it's important to make that distinction because you are both a tax strategist and a wealth advisor, a lot of people out there, they have a tax guy. Exactly. Full disclosure, you are my tax guy. Yeah. And a lot of people have a money person, and full disclosure, you are my money person. Yes. But a lot of times, those people are two different people. Yes. And the, the confusion comes into play when, say, the broker says, um, one of the things that's going on right now that we're working with clients on is tax lot trading. So what that basically means is you go to your brokerage account. Now, this only works for taxable brokerage accounts, no IRAs, and you reset the deck. You sell the losers, basically. So if you needed to create capital, um, you would do that, and you would net out no tax, or that would be the ultimate end game. But let's say that you just have a bunch of losers sitting in your portfolio, and you've been waiting all year long, like, hey, I'm going to wait till it comes back, and so on. Um, and, and unless you've purchased that with an intention, uh, an exact dollar amount, like, hey, I bought this stock for $10 a share. If it gets to 11 I sell it. Or if the fundamentals do this, I will sell it. But the tax side of it says, look at your portfolio, sell the losers, create a capital loss. Um, any capital loss that you create offsets a capital gain either this year or there's a carry forward in the next year until you use it up. And if you don't have a capital gain, you get three grand against your income to help d- decrease your taxes. So we see brokers saying, hey, we're going to do this. Tell your accountant. The accountant goes, huh? And literally doesn't get what the broker's talking about. Right. So that's where the big disconnect comes into play. Um, because we do it all. Everything you do, and we, we mention this on this show all the time. This is basically the, the whole function of this show. Everything you do has a tax implication yes. to it, whether you're yes. buying Christmas presents, exactly. <laughs> a holiday presents, or whether you're buying groceries at the yes. store, whether you're paying, uh, you know, incredible inflation, you know, there's taxes which, involved yeah. there, <laughs> uh, which that's where most that's of you a, find that. That's first. a hidden tax is yeah, what that is. <laughs> Everything you do has t- a tax associated with yes. it. And what we try to say on this show, try to minimize that tax risk on yes. everything that you do. So me personally, I'll mention it again. I mention it every week. 
we have to pay my son's daycare. Yes. Just uh, there's no if not answer. getting out of it unless yeah. somebody <laughs> listeners will put it out there. Do you want to come and watch my son for free? I'll probably get some of the weirdest. <laughs> There'll be a bunch of people going, "Hey, yeah. cool, <laughs> honey." The weirdos are here to interview for nanny positions for free. I have to pay it unless yes. somebody wants to watch. And my gra- uh, my mom, his grandma, she's just you know I'm too old for this. Exactly. You know. Hey, that's that? my wife saying the same thing yeah. now. She's like, wait, 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 wait. Is that line from Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover. Yeah. I'm getting too old, too old for, for this. this. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I have to pay daycare. Well, Jeff comes to me and says, "Well, did you know about an FSA, a flex spending account? You pay your daycare, but you have uh, stuff taken out of your paycheck every two weeks." And set aside, it's tax. It's it's pre-tax. It's basically. pre-tax. So you're not paying tax. So if you would have, have let the IRS tax you on that income, you would have to pay federal and state income tax on it. You'd have a net amount, probably every bit of anywhere between fifteen to twenty-five percent less, and then you'd use that to pay the daycare. Whereas this is pre-tax, so you're saving twelve hundred bucks, thirteen hundred bucks straight across the board that you don't have to pay tax on that you're using for daycare. Anyway. And it's crazy because I had yeah. to – I've got to pay that regardless. It, it doesn't matter. They want their money. Exactly. So when I uh, do this, I'm using 1200 bucks essentially of exactly. the government's money. That they give you a free ride if you want to call it that. Yeah. yeah. And I never would have known about this had <laughs> I not talked to Jeff. And that's the thing with your tax guy also being your wealth guy. I want to make some moves – well, then, you know, the, the wealth manager guy, he, maybe he's not clued in to all the taxes that are out there they, or the benefits. I'd or the, say the bulk of them know it generically, mm-hmm. um, but they don't know how it – at the end of the day, how it affects your tax return. I mean, honestly. Um, some of them will ask – some reps will ask for the tax return. But again, at the end of the day, they're not preparing the return. They're not doing the, the, the deep dive calculations on the tax return. It's generic. Oh, hey – your capital gains rate might be 15%. Well, right. yeah, it could be. But let's say you have a huge bonus and a huge capital gain one year. You may go over the threshold and then you're paying 20. Um, and, it, and they don't mean, the reps don't mean any harm by it. It's just they don't know the real technicalities of the tax return. And maybe my money guy uh, makes some moves for me, but he doesn't know that I sold a house or sold some property. (laughs) Or he doesn't know that I got that bonus at the end of the year. And he doesn't know that we're doing this, that, and the other, uh, saving for college and and all that stuff. All of that adds up. Exactly. That's me on paper at tax time. And if he only sees what he's pulling out of my IRA. Or maybe there's different accounts. You have multiple accounts out there with different brokers. Nobody's communicating to one another. Um, One creates a capital gain. Another one creates a capital gain. The the one instance last year, which I get a – I mean – to the client's you know, side, um, yes, he, sh- he, he should have paid a little bit more attention, but he didn't. The reps, they were, the account was down. They were losing a little bit of money. They went in. They reset the deck, and they generated dividend income for the gentleman. Um, and at the end of the year, he owed $18,000 in federal tax, and mm-hmm. he, was, he was mad. Yeah. So I'm the poor person that has to go, hey, by the way, you owe this money. And then they're like, what? So well, they it, get mad at you. And they get mad at look, us, look, like, you hey, you messed up the return. I'm like, no. Go it's, talk to it's, your other guy. So at the end of the day, I, I was able to say, hey, you made about $95,000 more in dividend income than you did in the past. And that was your culprit. Um, and then he got kind of mad at me and mad at the rep. 
even though the rep did his job, created the income. They, I know they had that conversation. He just didn't realize how big of that dividend would be. And then the companies raised their dividends last year, too. So it was kind of funny. I mean, at the end of the day, he was, he was good with it. But to explain, I mean, he made money. He made money. So, yes, he made four times what he did the year before. Um, and so this is one of the issues today that we're going to see on the 2023 tax returns coming here shortly to a neighborhood near you, um, like in a month and a half, yeah. is the the good side of the Fed raising interest rates is now you can make in a money market shy of 5%, no risk, liquid money, just sit there at 5%. You're still losing because of inflation, but still it's that, that mental factor of you're making money. But if you take that, it's uh, five times higher than what it was 18 months ago. So people are going to see interest income showing up, and the bad effect is now you owe more tax. Yeah, and that's that's one of those things that if you have your wealth advisor also being your tax guy, which is what Jeff is, that's the benefit, he can make some plays for you to either be beneficial or he can stop you from doing yeah, something. and say, ooh, uh, Roth, Roth conversions. We see a lot of people are like, hey, everybody talks about it. And some people it works for, and some people it is a complete disaster at the end yeah. of the day. I mean, because the, the way that it's portrayed is, hey, convert this $50,000 in your Roth and you'll never pay tax ever again. But they don't take the tax from the Roth. You pay it from someplace else, so it looks great on paper. In reality is the the calculation is if you convert 50 in a Roth, how long does it take you to make back your tax money to where you break even? And in some cases, it could take an eternity because of the tax bracket the individuals are in. Yeah. And in some cases, it takes two, three years and you're way ahead of the game. Tax bracket bingo. Yes. And it's the math that we put together. Um, a lot of people don't realize, too, on Irma, which is the your Medicare premiums. Um, we've had that discussion with Jan Berhaney in the yeah. past. Um, we've talked about it. Um, if your income skyrockets, I have two sitting on my desk currently where we have to petition to see if we can get it reduced. Otherwise, they go from 171 bucks a month to 559 I believe, is the 23 number, or well, soon to be 24 number. So th- those are huge issues that pop into play that people get blindsided with that they don't even realize that are out there. Yeah, and that that ultimately, at the end of the day, this show is called Keep What's Yours. And whether it's $1,000 here or $500 there, you know, the last thing you want to do is look down on paper and say, Jeff, where's all this money going? Exactly. That could have been yours. You could have kept what's yours. yours. Exactly. (laughs) uh, Rather than going out to the federal government, and I say this all the time as well, the tax code is what it is. It's kind of built for – corporations and, and rich people. It is to a degree, but it, again, there's a lot of stuff out there that we can take advantage of. The little guy, and like it's, me. Exactly. It's you know, little, it's when little do I get things. my share? <laughs> it's like, well, there's stuff in there. There is. But just, I wouldn't know about it. Exactly. It might save you 100 bucks here, might save you $1,000 there, um, but it's it's a matter of putting them all into play for a tax return. But at the end of the day, uh, math being what it is, $1,000 plus $1 plus $100 is yes. 1100 bucks. Exactly. That could, that could help me for you know, six hours at Disney. That's right. <laughs> That's if you walk slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Only six hours. Uh, before we get to our topic of the day, year-end stuff, because the year-end is coming up, 
and Jeff, you just mentioned um, Roth conversions. Now's yes. the time to start. Now's the time to start to put those numbers together. Seriously. Do the math, and we'll get into all that. That's our topic of the day because the year end is coming up. We don't have a lot of time left. But the perfect thing is now you know basically what your year yeah. looks like. You know what your year is. You can literally pretty close within a few dollars ballpark the tax brackets, um, where so you're going to yeah. fall. Trying to do the math and predicting what your year end is going to look like in August is a lot harder than – Way harder. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a gigantic guess yep. is what it is. Exactly. But before we go to commercial break and before we hit what's in the news – you touched on something, and and I need this is this is me personally talking about right. Okay, okay let's shut the mics off. All right, Jeff. Here's, <laughs> here's what's going on. I had a capital loss this year, and mm-hmm. after talking to you, a stock was just down and down, and I was. Like, look. <laughs> I told my wife. I said, "Look, this thing ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Let's just sell it, and if you want to buy it back in 31 days, exactly, because that's the game. You you, you can't. You got to sell it and then wait." 31 days. 31 days. To buy the same or a similar stock. Um, and again, you got to be careful on ETFs because one ETF may mimic another. And by IRS guidelines, they may say, hey, that's a similar stock. Right. Um, so, But you got to wait or else you don't get the capital loss. I'm yeah. like, let's just, it's not going anywhere. It's already down. Let's sell it. And if you want to buy it back, then we can buy it back later. So we sold it, got a, uh, you know, I got a capital loss sitting out there. Here's my question, and I'm sure that this pertains to a lot of listeners as well. You already touched on it. I need some clarification. A capital loss, I'm sitting on one right now. Mm-hmm. Does it only offset capital gains? Because I don't have any capital gains this year. So if you have no capital gains you of the loss, you will get $3,000 that goes against your ordinary income or your W-2 income. And then that is a loss carry forward that sits on the books until you use it up. So... Um, if you never had a capital gain ever again, you would get $3,000 a year every year until you used it up. But it mm-hmm. only stays with you and your wife. You can't pass it to anybody. And I'll tell you this. We did not get a capital loss of $3,000. Yeah. So, you know, we're dealing in <laughs> yeah. pennies over well, here, but, but, but every re- bit counts. Exactly. Now, remember, though, what's hidden in there that you don't see, and it's coming uh, this week between now and Christmas. Seriously. Um, is capital gain distributions from mutual funds. So 23 was a, uh, started off great, dropped a little bit, came back to life. Um, so you're going to see this weird year. So you may go, hey, I only made like a 4 or 5% rate of return on this mutual fund. It's going to dump a huge capital gain on you here shortly in the next couple of days. And you don't know what it is. Mm. So it's up to the fund family and the, the individual funds themselves to do a distribution by the number of shares proportionally owned by the by people. So if you're the majority shareholder of that mutual fund, you're going to get a huge capital gain distribution. And what that is is the buys and sells of the mutual fund that you own all year long. And if it's positive, they don't want to pay the tax. So they distribute it out to you proportionately. Yeah. So you could get a terrible year. You could get $5,000 in capital gains dropped on you. Yep. So that capital loss is always kind of like an insurance policy in your back pocket, and it'll help at least offset a couple thousand dollars of the gain. And again, this is why you want your tax strategist, your tax person, to also be your wealth advisor because that Jeff knows. Exactly. Jeff says, well, you know, we can use the tax code to our advantage and uh, just plug it in to what you're doing on the wealth side of it. So it's very beneficial. I had my sister-in-law in town from San Diego over the weekend, and she was talking, and she had mentioned, 
well, you know, our tax guy is also our wealth planner. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't you love it? Exactly. And she, she literally said to me, she goes, it didn't always used to be that way. And it's just when we, min- when we made the switch, yeah. it's just it's all the difference in the world. It is. So having Jeff do that for you, uh, he does it for me. Uh, he doesn't necessarily do it for my sister-in-law out in San Diego. No. But she's taking <laughs> advantage of the same setup. But having, she can call me. We have we're licensed in California. <laughs> there you go. Uh, having your tax strategist, your tax guy, also be your your money guy uh, or gal is uh, incredibly beneficial, and that's what Jeff does. Six three six three nine four five five two four Capital Advisory GRP dot com. That is uh, where Jeff works. That phone number will work. You give that a call. Get a, a an appointment on the books. Go and see Jeff and say, hey, how can I take advantage of having my tax guy be my wealth exactly. planner? Uh, and he can go through it with you. It works out for me. It works out for my sister-in-law out in California. It can work out for you as well. Let's go to commercial break. And when we come back, a couple of stories in the news, plus year-end planning. And we'll probably do a couple of shows where we touch on the oh, yeah. year-end stuff. Yeah. Because you want to take advantage of it before Jan 1. And uh, make sure that uh, if you need to sock more into your 401k, do it now. Do if it you now. need to do a yep. Roth conversion, do it now. And this yep. is when you know when the math will actually play out in your favor. So now's the time to do it. We'll come back. It's Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall on the Big 550 KTRS. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, back to Keep What's Yours. And, uh, you know, we're we're pretty far through the show. I haven't hit our topic of the day, but I think the year and stuff, we're going to cover that uh, ad nauseum over the yes. next couple of weeks. <laughs> Just because we want to remind everybody now's the time of the year to really do some deep dives into yes. your financials and see where you can take advantage of the tax code. Where can you do your Roths? Where can, what exactly. can you sell? What can you, know, you take a capital loss on? The math is going to work now because you probably know for the rest of the year what yeah, you're going to make. What you're going to – I mean, every maybe a small percentage of people have a giant bonus that sneaks in that they didn't expect, you know. But. I mean, you know, you're waiting on that big bonus so you can yeah. pay for that pool and then yeah. you get Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> exactly. Know. I watched that the other night. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas vacation. Yes. <laughs> uh, so maybe there is a bonus out there that you're not aware of, but maybe you already know what it's going to be, you know, because mm-hmm. it's always exactly. this every year. Yeah. So you can do the math now and just say, hey, Jeff, I've actually got – 20,000, 25,000 wiggle room before I hit a new tax bracket. Exactly. What can I do as far as uh, doing the Roth conversions? We'll get into that. But I want to hit what the news is up to (laughs) these days because we have been talking about the ERTC, the Employee Retention Tax Credit. Yes. That is something that we have hit on on this show. And, you know, it's post-COVID. It's yes. kind of one of these things. Did you keep employees throughout the pandemic rather than letting them uh, go? Exactly. And drift Laying onto, them off. Yeah. yeah. Drift so onto the unemployment rolls. So anybody, business owner, this is really applies to you. If you haven't applied, it's still still available out there. You just got to be really careful. Um, so this applies to anybody else that applies. If you, uh, if you had an employee, March of 20 to September of 21, if you had employees on the roster – and you were paying what's called the Fed FICA, which is the, the employer's side. Remember how it's 15.3. Um, if you paid your half, you get that. You get a credit back for having people on payroll, basically. Um, and so 
When this opened, unfortunately, like a standard government program, there's fraud galore, mm-hmm. um, people that never had a company, that never had an employee showing up, and are, there's what's called ERTC mills. So we had people that would come to us um, and say, here's all my numbers. Can I qualify for any money? And the calculation would be done, and it comes back and says, no, you can't because you had to have a decline in revenue and all these weird factors that had to all play together. They would then leave us, go to an ERTC mill, and they'd go, oh, yeah, we can get you 100 grand. The problem is, is yes, some people got that paid to them. Um, the IRS is going to come ask for it back. And what they're doing is they shut the program down maybe two months ago because they realized it was it, the fraud was rampant. I mean, they were getting 20000 you know, rejections. Exactly. You know, just so, coming in. So it's like even that is probably overwhelming for a, a bureaucracy. Oh, oh like, God. I, I think the inflow got overwhelming for yeah. them. So then they were just processing whatever showed up in the yeah. stack. Only come here if you qualify. Yeah. And then you got 20,000 people mobbing that don't even qualify. Don't even qualify. And it's like it takes time to send them rejection And, and there's a couple of, uh, I don't want to say their names on the air, but their name brand, um, you've, you've – Seen him on TV. Well, the guy um. from, you know, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, again, I won't say the show, but, uh, you know, there's two people, well-known household names, that yes. you've seen the commercials on TV. Those were ERTC mills. They've been shut down by the IRS. So you won't see those commercials nope, anymore. won't see them anymore. And they act like, oh, we never did that. Well, um, here's, here's my thing. You are a tax professional, and you specialize in small business, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. So if I am a small business and I want to take advantage of this ERTC, a government program, um, that's giving me money back and thanking me for keeping people employed exactly. during the pandemic, shouldn't I go to a professional? Exactly. And then all of a sudden, I heard things on the radio, yeah. you know, people on the radio. you Coming from you makes sense. Coming from the radio guy saying, oh, call my guy, you know, yeah. national radio programs. And that's uh, how they were doing it. And they got the a TV huge... show. And I'm like, who are these people? Well, and the, the problem was is the fee to do the paperwork for the RTC sometimes ramped up as high as 18%. So if you got a $100,000 re-credit coming back to you, whoever did the paperwork got $18,000 for doing it. Mm-hmm. So you go, ooh, that's why there was rampant fraud. So IRS shut the program down, said we're not accepting any new applications from third-party providers. So and didn't you tell me that some of these companies would charge and say, oh, you're going to get $100,000 back, charge you eighteen grand, Yeah. And then the government comes back and says, says oops, sorry. You don't, yeah, you don't make sorry, the cut. You don't, you don't qualify for that. <laughs> or we're not going to give you 100 We're going to give you 50 based upon what you sent in. And now instead of getting 18%, they're getting 40%. Exactly. So that was the kind of the, the ERTC mill. So now the IRS has come along. They've kind of reopened the program. And what they did for a little bit was they said, hey, we won't accept anything from a third-party provider or a, a, a paid company. That would be the mills. The mills. So if you, as a business owner, were able to put your paperwork together and send it in, they would actually accept it. The trick was is you would have to go to a third-party provider, have them build it for you. The CPA there signs off. They send it to you. You sign off as the master, and then you mail it in direct. And Mm -hmm. then that way you got their attention in a sense they'd work on it. But what they're saying today is they are actually, within the next week or two, sending out 20,000 rejection letters saying, you don't qualify, this paperwork shouldn't be here. And the bulk of those are coming from these mills, where you call an 800 number and they say, 
give me this and this and this information, and oh yeah, you're good. We'll get you a hundred grand. So just really quickly, how do you qualify? Who doesn't qualify? I mean, you have to be a real company. You got to be a real company, and that's one of the issues. A lot of people made up companies just like they did for the PPP loans. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh! And they were buying Rolexes and Ferraris, and they I never... love to see the stories of these guys getting caught. But oh, at yeah. the end of the day, it's our money. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they, they got the money to begin with. Yeah, the, the feds gave them. Um, you know, try to claw that money back is they won't get it. Impo- I mean, impossible. so there's a Ferrari floating around somewhere in a Rolex. So what? I mean, it went down in value, depreciated. It's not worth the same dollars. You think some guy at the IRS is driving that Ferrari? Yeah, he's probably got two Rolexes on, and yeah. he's got a Ferrari. Shows up in the parking lot every yeah. day. Hey, this is mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We clawed this back. Yeah. But uh, so so the trick was you had to have five employees. Um, you had to have hypothetically, and there's a lot of factors in this. A 25 percent five re- full time employees. Five full time employees. Yeah. You had to have a 25 percent reduction in revenue. So you could have to you had to justify your loss, where then the employer stepped up and kept people rolling. Mm-hmm. There's industries that are uh, exempt where you can't do it. Um, accountants and financial planners being a couple of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that that's just the baseline. And then there's a lot of very it's again IRS programs, so there's a lot of weird factors right. that could work for you or against you. If you were a small business and you had five full time employees during the pandemic and you had a twenty percent loss in, exactly. in revenue, that's your jumping off point. Yeah, that's pretty much starting point. And then there's Those, factors yeah. that, that help you or or play against you right. as you go far. And that's why you hire a reputable third party company Jeff Zufo. to build the, the stuff for you to say, Hey, you make the cut. And, yeah, you make it under an exception or you make it just straight across at face value. So if you were a small business and you kept employees on during the pandemic and you think you meet the requirements and you were seeing the commercials with the guy from Modern Family and you say, <laughs> oh, yeah, let me – I've heard about this on, on Jeff Zufall's show on the weekends. Let me call uh, that guy up and see what he can exactly. do for me. Call Jeff Zufall up. He exactly. specializes in small business. He he does this stuff for a living, not just you know these ERTC mills are like uh, to me like the uh, the roofers that yes. come in at the storm at the storms. Yeah, you and know? that is an issue because then we submit your claim, um, you get paid, and then the IRS comes back six months, eight months later, and says, "Oh no, but it's an illegal claim." That mill's gone. gone. Nobody's going to help you. You're on your own trying to figure yeah. that out. With just a boo doo doo. Yeah. This number doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Give Jeff a call 636 394 5524. Small business, think you qualify for an ERTC uh, reimbursement? Go straight to the source. Exactly. Capital advisor. Yeah, see group. if it's legit. And, and there's still time. I mean, a lot of people are like, hey, they have not shut the door yet. But what takes place in, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe in March of 2024. You start to lose the first quarter of 2020, um, and then it goes each month as you go forward in 2024, it goes less and they less phase, and less. They phase it, it out, basically. Yeah. yeah. Eventually. And nobody knows what the, I say, bottomless pit is as to, is it a, a $500 million project? Is it a $500 billion? Nobody knows. Really? So, yeah. It's just more so time is what they're saying. Um, but time clock's ticking. So if you're if you've been thinking about this borderline, call us. We'll help you see if you qualify. Yep. Uh, and then Purdue Pharma was in the news. They claimed bankruptcy. This is the oxycotton. Uh, yeah. Pill this producers. is this is interesting. I mean, if um, you uh, we watched Dope Sick with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just criminal. I would say it's exactly. criminal what, what these people did, not just to get people hooked on oxycotton, 
But to, you know, fake the numbers, exactly. to massage to keep, the FDA. To keep the profits rolling in the to door. To keep it rolling in. How do we get people hooked, you know, yeah. more and more, uh, keep them coming back from work? Criminal what they did, but, uh, you know, these people never see the inside of a jail cell. Yeah. But. Yeah. So Supreme Court's now looking at this. And what they're saying is the family for Purdue um, has claimed bankruptcy, but they're allowed to keep a, a rather large chunk of money for the family. Um, not in stock because the stock of that company is worthless, but they're allowed to keep this cash basically. And it's not like they got a thousand bucks. I mean, it's a, it's a couple billion dollars. Billion. So the the settlement is in the billions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the way it's structured now, what I saw, is within five years, the billions that they were allowed to keep will offset what they had to pay, pay out. Exactly. And it's just you know what, and, and why is this a punishment? Exactly. And they're kind of hiding behind the bankruptcy laws, if you want to call it that. So the question is, the Supreme Court is actually looking at this and not, not looking at you know that case individually, but if you own a business and you claim bankruptcy, I mean, we may be stumbling off in the legal category and I'm not an attorney, sure. but that's the bankruptcy protection helps you if you have a corporation, they basically get what's in the corporation. They can't come after your personal assets. Mm-hmm. But now the Supreme Court's looking at this case. So the question is, is... Let's say they rule against the family and say, hey, you can't have that money. How many other cases is that going to open for everyday people? Not that, you know, you had a business, it went bad, you claimed bankruptcy, so you didn't have to, you know, pay a gazillion dollars. Is that going to open up the door for these other, you know, bankruptcy so provisions? Are we talking the difference between uh, company assets? Like we've got an LLC. Yeah. Just in case we get sued, exactly. They take the condo in Gulf Shores, but not my house. Exactly. They don't in take your Charles. personal assets. They don't mm-hmm. come seize vehicles. All that fun stuff. That's the beauty of having it's. It's a limited liability corporation. It's limited to that corporation, unless so, unless they could prove. And here's the weird one, that you really hurt somebody, and that could be the game that they're using for Purdue, which is they did. Oh my <laughs> god, kill people. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, that's kind of – that's your protection in a sense. So you put your corporate assets in a S-Corp, C-Corp, uh, LLC, um, you know, and, and you're protecting those – you're protecting your personal assets as a game. So it's kind of interesting how this goes down. I'm very curious how they, they rule this. Again, I'm not an attorney. Yeah. Um, but it still makes you go, ooh, bankruptcy is, is – for a business owner is always that – I don't want to say out, um, but it is. So if something goes terribly wrong, you claim bankruptcy, reset the deck, and go forward from there. But it's it's one of those things where, you know, what is bankruptcy? And that's in the legal world, and, and that's yeah, a exactly. different show for a different day. But I was watching um, this documentary. It's called Rich Kids. Mm-hmm. And um, Ivanka Trump, Trump's daughter, yeah. Yeah. was on it. This is years ago when she was just in her 20s. Uh, and they just interviewed, you know, the Johnson & Johnson yeah. heir was the director, and he interviewed all of his rich friends to kind of point out <laughs> how the world is different for rich well, kids than for a, the rest of yeah, us. Yeah, completely. <laughs> uh, but Ivanka said that they were leaving Trump Tower uh, one day, and her dad, President Donald Trump, not the president at the time, was, you know, he's had multiple uh, bankruptcies. Oh, yeah, yeah. He pointed to a homeless person begging for money on the street, and he told her, that guy right there is worth more than we are right now. <laughs> Yet they had, you know, walking a, exactly. You know, Probably I would had say a driver, tower, but yeah. it's a golden tower. Oh yeah, it's a, definitely a golden you tower. You ever see the inside of that apartment? Um, 
and you know they had a great place to sleep and they were yeah. eating fantastically so exactly. you know, somehow somewhere the bankruptcy rules are you know they're goofy. a mystery yeah to kind me, of goofy you know? it's um, like if you owe money you know shouldn't you take everything exactly but, but they don't that's the protection you put that wall up there and say hey my personal assets are now totally are different, different from my and, corporate assets yeah. and yeah. the corporation does maybe go down the tube maybe reorganizes whatever but it's very interesting supreme courts now taking this on um you know, and you have people going, yeah, 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 the family shouldn't keep that money. But then you have other people sitting going, hey, just the precedent that that sets out yeah, there to go, will, ooh, yeah. could that open a hundred million cases to go back to and say I personal mean, assets should come over? Those protections so, actually protect the bulk of us, not exactly. just the billionaires. Yeah, it's, it, like if, like I said, with me, you exactly. know, I need to be protected. Yeah. Somebody um, comes to sue you for a hundred million bucks. It's an LLC. You go, hey, have the condo, thank you, and there's ten bucks in a bank account. See you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know I still have my house. Yeah, uh, but it just seems weird that uh, the Purdue people are saying, "Woe is us, we're bankrupt." Yeah, and well, because they had a hundred billion, now they got five or seven, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still sitting on five billion dollars, yeah. and that's a that's a lot of zeros. Yeah, so, so we'll see how that plays out, and then. Just really quickly before we go to commercial break, the IRS is charging 8% interest on estimated underpayments. Yes. Where in the past, they only charged... It's like one and a half, two percent 2% max. So again, not to say, hey, don't pay your taxes, by no means. But in the past, the game was, could you go put your money someplace, make better money, and then pay the tax and pay the, the, the interest at, you know, when you do your tax return. So what this is, is anybody that is self-employed, gig worker... You People get a, that have to pay estimated payments yeah. once a quarter, four times a year. Yes. Because if you aren't working for a company, if the, you're working for exactly. yourself, you're self-employed, yeah. the government doesn't want to hit you with a big – because you're not getting necessarily money taken out of your paycheck. Never. And if you're a, a gig worker, you get a 1099, 1099K, um, whatever the case may be, you're not paying I, I taxes. I made 100 in. bucks and there's 100 bucks on my paycheck. Exactly. Where's the taxes? You should have $20 that's allocated – you right. know, fifteen percent federal, five percent state. But also, what's in there is that Social Security and Medicare. Okay, um, so that's to a self-employed person. That's called self-employment tax. Okay, so if you're self-employed and you just you're an Uber driver and you make five grand extra, at the end of the day, if you're profitable, if you don't have five thousand dollars worth of deductions, you're going to pay fifteen percent, fifteen point three to be exact, in self-employment tax, which is six point two percent to Social Security. 1.45 to Medicare, and then you, as the owner of the company, match that dollar for dollar. So it's 15.3 at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so what they're saying is these people are not paying these taxes, and, and this is kind of out of the blue. I shouldn't say that. It's kind of developed quickly where they're now zipping people left and right for not making estimated. And what they mean is if you made two estimated payments, that's great, but you're still too short mm -hmm. and we're going to hit you for this 8% penalty. And the way I understand it is, uh, again, me personally, if I was self-employed or I was, you know, working freelance, I'd get my paycheck, I'd put it in the bank and I wouldn't think anything of it. Till you do your tax return. And then Come you go, tax Whoa. return time and they say, well, you owe us this, you owe us that. And, yes. and I'm, well, I, I, I didn't plan for that and I forgot about all that. Yes. They're like, okay, rather than do this once a year and catch people off guard because now we got to chase them down and put them on payment plans. Yes. Let's do it once a quarter. So maybe they keep remembering, oh, that's right, I have to pay tax. Oh, that's right, I have to pay yeah. tax. Oh, that's right. Because at the end of the year, 
boy, you know, that's coming out of the blue. I didn't yeah. save money for this. Exactly. Well, that's because that's the government says, well, that's your fault. Exactly. And not it's, ours. It's, Give us our money. Yeah, we want we want the, the tax. And by the way, we're going to hit you for this underpayment penalty. So you're going to pay even more tax. But it used to be one to one like and a half percent. Two percent max. And you so. were telling me some people would say, you know what? And rather than pay my estimated payments, exactly. I'll take the one percent um, knock. Cool. But I can put that money for the rest of the year exactly. in a five to six percent return, and you're ahead of the game. And then you're ahead of the game. And yes. then, oh yeah. Oh, pff, here, government. Here's my one and a half yeah, percent. Here's the, you know. Yeah. But today you still ended up making three to four percent. Yeah. Now the penalty is eight percent. Yep. So and, it, and you won't you won't beat that in the open market unless you're very skilled at what you do, um, and it's not worth it anymore yeah, to take that risk. I'll just tell you right now, you're not that skilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 8% return, you find it, you let me know. Yeah. Um, so that is out there right now. So if, if you're an estimated payment person, self-employed, gig worker, mm-hmm. this pertains this to you. This definitely pertains to you. So uh, there's actually public service notices that are put out there, but I don't think many people pay attention to them. And that's the IRS saying, hey, we raised the rates. You might want to worry about this. Yeah, so, again, the estimated payment concept, if you're in this category, call us. We can help you get on track, um, is for equal payments. So most people go, well, hey, I made two of them, so it should be half that. No, it's not. What they look at it is it, you have a, a due date, which is basically April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th. And so if you owe $1,000 tax, it should be 250 250 250 250 If you're late, then this is when these penalties are imposed. Yeah. So if you don't make the payment till the 20th, you're five days late. So most people bring us our ta- their tax stuff, and we say, hey, do you make estimated payments? And they're like, hey, you should know that. You told me to make them. I'm like, I told you to make them, but I don't know if you made them. Made them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, and that's the thing. Yeah. You specialize in small business. You specialize in, uh, you know, self-employed. Yes. And all that stuff. So, if you have any questions about this, which you have to, I can't imagine. Oh, you yeah. Know, uh, you got a construction company, or I always use the flower shop. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're good at flowers, and you're good at construction. Exactly. You're probably really bad at taxes. And, and QuickBooks sells the uh, – this is the plug for the accounting side. QuickBooks pl- sells, you know, QuickBooks Online. It's simple. You just, you know, buy it and just plug your numbers in. You still have to have an accounting background to be able to make it work correctly. Right. I, seriously. I mean, you got to understand debit, credit, all that fun stuff. Um, and how to categorize stuff. That's usually what we see at the end of the year is, and, and people, no harm. Um, it, it's, it's just it. They bring us in their QuickBooks. They're like, oh, I'm good to go. And then we look at it and we're like, you can't just pile it all up and I don't know what it, what this expense is and just plug a number in. It has to be broken out in categories um, where it's spent. So we help people with that, um, get their QuickBooks back on on track, if you want to call it that. Some people we look over their shoulder quarterly um, just to make sure QuickBooks is okay. Some people we look at it annually, um, you know, year-end stuff just to look at it and go, hey, you're good. Or we make a couple of adjustments in there. Yeah. But I usually, want you to look at it daily because <laughs> you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I still don't even know the difference between gross and net. And there's a big, big difference. There's a huge difference. Huge difference <laughs> so that's why my wife handles all exactly, that stuff. Exactly, exactly. As someone who sees this every year on a daily basis, anecdotally, how many people would you say are 
in the category of self-employed gig economy well, um, making estimated payments. Remember, it's this has grown exponentially from 2020 to today. Um, again, back in the day, and I say in the day, the IRS has put reports out there to say there's been more tax ID numbers created in 2020 and 20, bleh, 2020 and 21 than historically ever. So what that says is a lot of people are creating their own thing. They're doing their own side gigs. I mean, side gigs. To, this might not even be their main job. No, no, it could be. Uh, we got people that make two, three thousand dollars a year on a side gig. Um, but that this that is counts. What, it yeah. counts. It's part of. So this is two pronged. Um, you know, probably twenty percent, twenty five percent of our practice has estimated payments that should be due. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most people, some people don't pay them. Um, some people are adamantly not going to pay them. Um, but I think when they see this eight percent, they're going to go, "Ooh, let's let's yeah. pay them." Yeah, the one percent um, is easy to swallow. And eight then impossible. is is it, it's a chunk. Um, and then the flip of this is here's another. Uh, there's a public service comment out there. Um, if you own a business, and when most people I say that, most people think, "Oh, a big corporation." This is if you got a side gig going. You got a side gig going that made no money, but you have an LLC, um, what's called a sole proprietor. Um, an S corp, a C corp, the a partnership. What's going to take place twenty twenty four is you have to report who the rightful owners are of these corporations by December thirty first of twenty twenty four. And this is not the IRS watching. This is next year. This is next year, um, and it's coming. So I mean, we're in December. It's right around the corner when we have to start worrying about this. And most people are like, oh, I'm not going to worry about it. I would be very worried because you're reporting to FinCEN, which is Financial Crimes Network. So you have to take – you just can't fill the app out and go, hey, my name is Jeff and I own accounting practice and that's it. You actually have to take who the rightful owners are and you have to prove their, their – you got a copy of a driver's license, a passport, and you have to lay all that out and turn it in. And this is to prevent people from making shell companies. Yeah, basically what it is. It came out. This came out in the Inflation Reduction Act. uh, Was tucked in there. Nobody knew it existed. (laughs) And then poof, it shows up. If you're a real company, you have to prove that you're actually making money. Not so much making money. Business. They they want to know who the rightful owners are of these companies, and what they're thinking is everybody that's normal is going to report. Um, the problem is, and there, there's a, uh, the National Society of Accountants, and I think the CPA Society has petitioned them saying, hey, this is a little extreme. They're saying if you do not file this. So let's say you file your original paperwork in March and everything is great. And then you decide to move in June. You actually have 30 days from the date that you moved oh, to yeah. report your address oh, yeah. change. Otherwise, it's $500 a day penalty going forward. I and I'll repeat yeah. that. It's $500 a day penalty going forward. Um, a day. A day. And then it, it's, it's big brother watch and huge. But what it is is we, we had people uh, two years ago. I had somebody come in and they had five LLCs. Um, that I looked at that and I was like, What? And literally the concept was, oh, we got all the LLCs out there. It makes it hard for the IRS to track us. And I'm like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> makes you go to the top of the heap because they're going to come after you. Right. Um, so people think that they create all these LLCs and create these shell companies and move money back and forth in the IRS and never find it. They will find it. 
Let me just say this one more time. You don't have to create five LLCs no. and move money around and this to hide from the IRS. They, you can probably find just as much exactly. in tax savings by doing it the legal exactly. way. Exactly. And not by play call, that game. By call, and and yeah. not face jail time yeah. or huge so. penalties by just calling Jeff and doing it the legal way. 636-394-5524. Capital Advisory grp.com capital advisory group jeff zufall 636-394-5524 and i wonder how much these people hid or shelved away from the irs that they could come back at any time anytime and, and say, find it hey we found it they you can, owe us you're always going to be looking over your shoulder yeah. you could have gone to jeff and not only kept that much money exactly. but he probably could have found you something even more exactly so just do it the legal way because there are things built into the tax code, believe it or not, yes. that pertains to the little guy and small businesses yes. and the you and me's of the world. So stop trying to hide your money from the government because they know where it is. Yeah. They they'll, know where they'll it is. They'll find it. Might take them two, three years, but they'll catch it. They'll find it. Yes. Do it the legal way. Have somebody like Jeff in your corner who's a wealth advisor and a tax uh, advisor, and maybe he can find you even more than what you exactly. were trying to hide. Yes. So uh, 636-394-5524. Last thing I'll say on it. We'll go to commercial break. We'll come back. And with the little time we have, maybe we'll get into year in planning. <laughs> you know, here's the good thing. We've still got a week or two or three. Three. Three weeks. Three to get, yeah. That we can still do this topic. Uh, so you do have time, and we'll hit the main points of things to look at in your own uh, finances and say, maybe I can do this before the calendar changes over and I'll call Jeff and, and get a, an appointment to get this done. 636-394-5524. It's called Keep What's Yours on the Big 550 KTRS. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Back on the show, and I realize uh, as I'm looking at the clock that we really spent way too much time doing other stuff. That we didn't even get to our topic of the day. Uh, it's a common theme of all the yes. shows that I do. Yeah. We get sidetracked. Maybe we but talk too much. <laughs> we give really good information. Let's do something really quickly. Year and stuff. We're going to spend the next two or three weeks talking about this yes. anyway. So uh, keep tuning in. It's time for you to sit down and look at your stuff. Jeff, what's the first thing that we want to look at as we do our year-end planning? First thing is go look at your most current paycheck stub. Look at the earnings, year-to-date earnings, and look at what the federal and state tax withholdings are and compare it to last year. All you're doing is to see if are you on target, did you have equal to last year withheld, did you have less withheld. We see a lot of people where through the year their paycheck gets goofed up, and they don't have a state withholding. They don't have a federal withholding, and it's an issue. And is Huge. there something that, that can happen where our withholdings, yes. without us making any changes, we've seen a, a, a couple dozen of them where their state withholding went to fifty bucks a year, and it was like what? Yeah. So they owe a couple thousand bucks to the state of Missouri or and state you know, of Illinois. You plead your case. Well, you I mean, didn't know this happened. You can try, but yeah. they don't care. They're like, hey, you owe us. Um, and unless we're looking at our paycheck every, you know, never, never down notice the line, it. every line, every two weeks. Never notice it. Yeah. Seriously. So, again, that's probably the biggest one out of the box. Is check take your a, withholdings. Check your withholdings. And just compare them to last year. Compare it to last year and see if you're in that same range, you're okay. Um, you know, that you've paid in enough that you shouldn't hypothetically have a, a huge withholding issue. Um, but if you see where you had 10000 in federal tax last year and you got 8000 this year and your income is the same, there could be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, it could be that 
you can put more in your 401k, but that's the stuff you can work out later. Um, and we've done this uh, earlier in the show talking about Roth conversions, but I want to talk about maxing out just really quickly. Mm-hmm. You can do the math now. Yes. And you can see where you are and where you're going to be in the next three. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen major in the next By three taking weeks. that paycheck stub, you know where your gross income is. And, and then you take, say, hey, plug it into the little charts on the tax brackets and say, if I did another 20000 in a Roth conversion, I would step over that number. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, I say it's an easy calculation. but You're we walking can, that tax bracket yes, tightrope. Exactly. But if that's a question you have, call us. We can help you. Yep. 636-394-5524. Now's the time where you max out your 401k. Now's the time where you do your Roth conversion because you know what the numbers are going to look like. Nothing's really going to change in the next three weeks. You're basically already there, and you can do the math and say, hey, I can convert another fifteen grand exactly in this tax bracket without – Hitting that threshold. That next and, threshold, exactly. And getting nailed. Yeah. So now's the time to actually do this stuff, and now's the time to call Jeff. 636-394-5524. Jeff, over the next couple of weeks, we will do deep dives, yes. year-end stuff, because it is the end of the year. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, happy New Year coming up. But now's the time to really make some moves to make sure that you can walk that tax bracket tight. That's right. Yes. And make sure you don't fall into the, the abyss. The abyss of... <laughs> Of, of taxes and overpaying your taxes. We want you to keep what's yours. That's the name of the show. That's the name of the book. That's the name of the lifestyle that Jeff leads. We want to keep your money in your pocket rather than going to the federal government in the form of taxes. Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.